Okay. Welcome back to Research Matters, a podcast produced by UNICEF's Office of Research in Ocenti in Florence, Italy. I'm Kathleen Sullivan, your host, and today I'm talking to three of our office's longest-serving staff members who've seen it all about the history of UNICEF in Ocenti in honor of this year's triple anniversaries. In 2019, we're commemorating our 30th anniversary of UNICEF in Ocenti, as well as the 30th anniversary of the CRC, the Convention on the Rights of the Child, and the 600th anniversary of our namesake building, the former Ospedale degli Innocenti, which has the distinction of being the oldest institution dedicated to serving children. Today, I'm speaking to our veterans, Patrizia Fastini, Claire A. Kirst, and Cinzia Iusko Bruski, who have each been at UNICEF almost since the very beginning. We're talking about how it started for them and where they think the office will be in another 30 years to celebrate this anniversary year. So let's get started. I'd like to start by asking Patrizia, how did you start here at UNICEF Innocenti, and when did you start? What was the office like that year? Thank you, Kathleen. I started in 1990, and uh, the office was very different from what it is now. We were in a different building, and uh, uh, it was much, much smaller than what it is. And I started uh, at the very end of the corridor where there was an office which I shared with other three people. And my main task was uh, to create a database of uh, the documents and of the reports that the office uh, received from other country offices, from other organizations. And so I started mainly as a librarian and uh, and that's what i how how everything started and began mm-hmm. and um i remember that at that time when i arrived uh, this office had just had a very uh, big meeting uh, dedicated to breastfeeding and uh, that was uh, the uh, well-known, now well-known Innocenti Declaration on Breastfeeding that took place exactly in 1990. So in a certain sense, this office started as a convening center before starting as a research center, or at least the the two functions started simultaneously at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that was the first wave of pushing breastfeeding that research was showing actually breastfeeding is best. That's true. In fact, uh, the the meeting took place in August. And after that, to celebrate the breastfeeding, it was uh, uh, the, the week from 1st first, first to 7 August was declared the breastfeeding week. And it it is still celebrated all over the world. So everything started from there. And uh, the breastfeeding has been always one of the key themes in this office. In 2005, then we had another meeting that uh, was uh, uh, to to celebrate, to review, let's say, the results of uh, uh, this agenda which was uh, uh, set up in 1990, and to assess progress in breastfeeding policies and practices all over the world. 
And for those who don't know, we just released a new report on breastfeeding policies or family-friendly policies report. So yeah, yes. we're still doing it. Yes, this exactly. Year. So great. Well, I'm going to pivot to ask Chinsia. Um, she's actually our longest-serving staff member. To please tell us a little bit about your origin story. When did you start here? In what capacity did you start in? Thanks, Kathleen. I joined uh, in '89 as support staff to the first uh, uh, Innocenti Global Seminar. So, linking again to Patrizia, what Patrizia was, was saying uh, to the convening center, the first uh, big meeting, um, this global uh, Innocenti Global Seminar was linked to the training activities that was a main component of the IR, I, ICDC. Uh, International Child Development Center, this was the former official name of the center, uh, linked to the program of the center. So, uh, and I joined as a support. The UNICEF mandate for me was uh, new. I was uh, completely, yes, I know UNICEF, the greeting cards, uh, the work of UNICEF, but this was my very first opportunity to learn uh, the UNICEF, uh, learning the, the activities, uh, and it was uh, very stimulating, a very stimulating period for me. Great, thank you. And last but not least, the third pillar I'd like to introduce is Claire. How and when did you start working at UNICEF in Ocenti, Claire? Oh, hello. Hi, Kathleen. Thank you. Um, I started also uh, around the beginning of 1990. And um, I came here from after traveling quite a lot and found um, I found the, the situation absolutely wonderful because to be able to work in Italy, a country that I loved already, um, in an organization which saw many international people and many different cultures coming through it constantly um, was a real treat. I mean, I worked on the reception when I first came here, so I actually managed to see everybody that came in. And um, it was it was extremely well set up, even though the centre was very new. There were already um, some very precise and well set up research sections already operating. Um, and one of these, if I can mention it, one the one that I really remember that sometimes gets lost in the history, um, we had um, Dr. Akilulema who worked here. He was an Ethiopian doctor and scientist. And he actually worked um, on trying to eradicate this uh, disease that's got a very long name. I'll try and say it. Um, Schizomiasis. And it comes from a snail from the water in um, Ethiopia and other countries, other African countries. And it causes a lot of fatalities amongst children as well. And he worked on, he was researched this endod berry, it was called, that the women used to use to wash their clothes because it's like the soap berry, and discovered that the reason, you know, in the past when they used this berry, quite happily, it actually killed these snails. And so it was very easy to eradicate this disease. Mm -hmm. But such is the world sometimes that this wasn't being done. So he, he actually won a very prestigious prize for it in 1989 before he came here to write up his research. And he did manage to then allow this to be diffused and people began to use the endod berries and the, the subsequent disease was wiped out completely. So that was my first wow. experience here. 
Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think it's good to have the actual evidence backing up these ancient rituals and old wives' tales of, of what works curing disease or for most effective laundry washing. Moving along, I, I'd like to ask uh, Petruzia and Cinzia also to share maybe a key person you remember working with over the last uh, 30 years who, who really left a mark on your experience here? Um, there are many people that worked uh, at Innocenti and uh, uh, who left uh, a sign in the history of this center. I would like to mention, though, uh, one person that uh, I think made made a difference in the in in the in the way the center was uh, um, directed and perhaps also uh, perceived by the rest of the organization. And this person is Meher Khan. Uh, Meher Khan is a senior UNICEF official, and she has a great uh, personal and professional history in the organization, in UNICEF and elsewhere. And she came in, in Florence uh, twice. Uh, the first time she came uh, um, in at the end of uh, in 1999 uh, and was uh, acting director she was called here to serve as acting director she was already an official she was a, a regional director in iapro if i'm not wrong and uh, and she came here for a couple of of years but she immediately gave a sort of um, uh, she, she she transmitted an energy in uh, in uh, in in the way she believed in this uh, in the mission of this center and she was so convinced about uh, the importance of keeping um, the identity of this place as a an innocenti research center as a place which was serving unicef but at the same time having its own uh, identity its own history that should be should be preserved and maintained and we had this big gathering in 2010 which uh, um, had this uh, ended up with uh, this report about the the the, the mission and, and and gave some very clear directions that uh, I think are still valid today about uh, how this center can really push uh, for uh, UNICEF becoming a leader in uh, in a knowledge leader in uh, in helping children all over the world. Cinzia, did you have someone that you wanted to talk about? Professor Giovanni Andrea Cornia. I can't. Uh, uh, miss uh, his name. He was my very first boss, as we can say. Um, when I joined uh, the center, the economic and policy uh, program was the main one, uh, was an important area for the center work. And uh, Professor Cornia, uh, I think everyone knows his, known his name. He was the one involved uh, who authored the, the adjustment with the, with the human face. Uh, had been transferred from New York to Florence to open the center. 
in 88. And then he was also asked to lead the economic and social policy program. So he was very active, very bright person. He was my very first teacher. Um, I received from him, I remember, and still I have a copy at home of uh, my study book, because as I said before, I was quite new uh, on of the UNICEF mandate. So he gave me a copy of the State of the World Children, uh, the 89 version on uh, child health, I think, to study. Uh, to understand the work of UNICEF, in particular the indicators, what the data UNICEF was already collecting. So just to get familiar with the work of UNICEF. So he was my, my boss and professor and teacher. And uh, would you say mentor? Mentor, because uh, he was guiding me uh, in understanding uh, the UNICEF. And Patricia also, I think she can... Uh... Yeah, I want just to compliment what she said, uh, because uh, this role of uh, Professor Cornia uh, was, uh, was one of the best memories I have, uh, because we shared a lot of uh, moments where he was teaching me too about uh, what meant uh, uh, development for... Uh, poor countries, what uh, was uh, uh, development economics. So he was really trying to um, train us and to, and to make us grow in terms of uh, what we, how we could better serve and contribute to the, to the life of the center by giving us uh, the, 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 the intellectual tools that uh, could help us to serve, to, to, to do better our, our, our job. So I'm very grateful to, to Cornia for that. Was very was very motivating also. Right. We were feeling part of a team, part of UNICEF mission. From the very beginning, it's really nice to hear. And what about you, Claire? I know you just mentioned someone who did really important work, but I, I think there's someone else you want to talk about. Yes, in fact, there are. We've um, so far we've mentioned lots of men. Let's <laughs> let's put some women on the agenda, apart from Maher, obviously. Um, okay, we did have in I think 1990 a very important senior fellow who came to work with us. Um, her name, and I, I apologise to all the Norwegians that might be missing uh, listening because I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this properly, but Molfrid Grude Flecke. And she um, was a Norwegian chief psychologist and civil servant. And having worked for several years in different health and education institutions for children, she was appointed as children's commissioner in Norway. And that was also known as ombudsman at the time. And this was actually the first one in the world. And she came here as a senior fellow to write a publication, which um, UNICEF commissioned her to do. Um, and the intention of this publication was to um, try and spread the assist in spreading the institution to other countries, and it really did have quite an impact because following her um, her publication and the meetings and the convening that we had around all of this, many countries, I think starting with Costa Rica, but then it kind of snowboarded. They did actually institute these um, children's commissioners in their governments. That was one person. Another person who I couldn't not speak about is Nigel Cantwell, because I, I basically worked on the rights 
um, group in the rights team since I've been here, really. And um, Nigel Cantwell was one of the drafters of the Convention on the Rights of the Child. And he was also the founder of the NGO Defence for Children International. And he set up many, many projects on child rights and protection and was head of the implementation of international standards units. And I think with a lot of these people that have come through, and particularly these two, they've they've done such important work for children in the world. And yet, with a, with a humility, which is really quite astonishing. They were very friendly, fun people that you could completely relate to. There was no kind of hierarchical um, problems with them. And it's it was really a great time and great people to work with. And the last person, but by no means least, who I'd like to mention is, of course, uh, Marta Santos-Pays, mm-hmm. who, for children's rights and human rights in general, has been extremely important. She then went on to serve as the special representative of the UN Secretary-General on Violence Against Children. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. When we when we all talked about doing this podcast, we I think we started thinking about what were some great milestones, events, and projects but actually, as we sit here talking about the history of Innocenti, I'm struck by the fact that we're, we're really talking about people and how important the, the people who've come here um, uh, have been in guiding the agenda of this office and contributing to the important work. This office has a longer history of influential, important people-driven purpose. The, the people who have come to work in this small office have really made a difference and um, and it's great to hear that because still today while we're growing, we are a small office and I think the size of our office helps make us a bit more nimble and, and keeps us humble and flat and all of us working hard and together. Would you agree with that, Patrizia? Yeah, I do, I do, I do agree. And uh, I want also to say that uh, even though uh, we just mentioned few names. It doesn't mean that uh, the others were not important because at that time there was uh, a close collaboration. We were a team, and 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 many people uh, contributed to the to the work of the center, and everyone felt very much part of the same of the same. Uh, um, uh, vision design project, you know. So what Cinzia was saying that we were highly motivated, and we really felt that we were contributing to a great cause, and and that was something that uh, uh, made us uh, very proud of uh, of uh, working for this organization in this place in this center which was really unique because it was the um, unique uh, experience in UNICEF but I would say also in many other uh, UN agencies to have uh, a center fully dedicated to research so for the first time knowledge was put uh, forward on the on the on the on the on the scene as one of the key elements needed to advance progress and development for children all over the world. It's it it, it was really a transformation in the way 
the the idea of uh, of uh, mm, cooperation was uh, uh, was developed because it was not um, only uh, action it it was not only uh, helping people and children it be, behind all of that we needed more knowledge more more evidence and that was uh, the the reason why we were here and we were uh, set up and that was very very important i think a lot of people don't know that the child friendly cities initiative originated here at the office of research in ochanti and that's just one other big pillar of um of research to come out of our office uh do you have any other um, big research moments or reports publications initiatives you think really stand out to you from the last 30 years don't forget the money project because it was a pioneer pro, uh, project at the time started in 1992 there at the time unicef had no country offices in the region so it did a amazing amount of work collecting data um, drafting reports regional monitoring reports uh, all the data collected were inputted or uploaded in a kind of database so the very first database the transmoni database that the center uh, created and then after that the 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 results of this project were so important that unicef unicef uh, then decided to open the regional office in geneva to cover all the country offices and to open a, a, an office in each countries of the eastern central and eastern europe uh, and the baltic states so this was i, I think a, a pioneer a very uh, powerful project which started here thank you Claire yes i think um again not big reports but under the child rights team we worked for a very long time producing innocenti digest series which was another really important series where basically we'd have um, um, a small expert meeting where people with the expertise on what the subjects of the digest was going to be written about would meet here um to produce a small document so it was really easy to read but on very very many issues we had children and justice we had an ombuds one child um, domestic workers fgmc many there were many 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 i can't remember all the subjects but that was an, also a very important series and that went on for many years um i also can mention uh, uh, several uh, meetings and events uh, that we organized one of those was uh, the mayor's meeting exactly in the context of the of the um, uh, child friendly cities uh mayors came to florence from all over the world uh, uh, and that was one of the very first occasions when uh, the child friendly uh, cities uh, concept and project uh, uh, started to 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 be discussed at the highest level and that was uh, um, a meeting that we organized also involving the municipality of florence because uh, um this center has always uh, had uh, uh, good relationships uh, with the 
both the local authorities, in firstly the, the, the region, the Tuscany region, and the municipality of Florence, as well as our hosting institution, the Istituto degli Innocenti. And we, we, I think we, we have to, to, to thank all these uh, uh, institutions for the support uh, that they have given to us. Of course, first I want also to mention the government of, Ilet, of Italy, which is the institution that is at the origin of our presence here because the, everything started with an agreement between UNICEF uh, and uh, the government of Italy. In 1986 uh, they started to think of creating uh, this uh, and they were very um, they, they, they were visionary, quite frankly, in, uh, in, in thinking of creating something like this uh, that didn't exist anywhere else in the world. So, I mean, mayor's meeting and then we had another uh, big meeting that we organized uh, with the Tuscany region in the San Rosore, uh, which is uh, in the San Rosore is a, a big uh, uh, area belonging to the Tuscany region near the, 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 the coast. Uh, where which was fully dedicated to children so we there was a huge gathering of three days where children participated uh, uh, very actively and I remember that uh, the organization took a lot of uh, energy and and efforts on our side and but uh, it, it was a real success thanks for sharing and it's really nice to circle back to the origin story of UNICEF and Ocenti with reference to being hosted by the government of Italy and that I think they saw this unique opportunity to celebrate the history of this building as a dedicated center for children and to keep that history going. Um, no, I, I wanted to mention another very important, um, when we're talking about convening and when we're talking about collaborating, we held an, an extraordinary meeting to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Convention on the Rights of the Child. And actually, the, um, the subject matter is quite relevant now because it was an international gathering to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Convention on the Rights of the Child, but with special reference to children of minorities, indigenous peoples and immigrants. And it was, it was, I think, the biggest child participation experience we've ever had. We worked very, very closely with the Tuscan Regional Authority, um, and we had the whole sports centre, the, the, the big, um, what do you call it, where, where, the, the, where the football games take place, full of school children, as well as many, many children from all over the world, many mostly from indigenous groups, but from Australia, from South Africa, from Venezuela. And it was, a, I mean, in the office it was incredible because, you know, we had situations where these children were arriving with no clothes. It was winter, so everyone was having to, you know, bring in clothes and go into the hotel room and get them dressed. And it was, it was a really, really incredible event. And there was, all, there was a declaration that was made by the adults, but there was also a declaration made by the children at the end of the, of the two or three days that we had them here for. And we had youth facilitators. Of course, it was all done extremely well. And at the end, a report was produced. But I think the most important thing was actually working on this meeting. It was really, I think, one of the most collaborative events that we've ever had. 
as an office and for the whole of UNICEF, exactly. we're always advocating for child participation mm. as if it's something that's never been done before. And it, it's really great to hear that actually our office has a long history of doing this already. And it's good to remind people that we've been doing this for a long time and we plan to continue doing this. And just to add that uh, this is not just uh, uh, done uh, organizing events where children participates, participate. Uh, we also are the, the center where for the first time children's participa participation was conceptualized by Roger Hart in a in a paper where he um, created this famous participation ladder that is still now used by everyone and to to assess the real participation participation of children so this is another area where this center pioneered uh, the the entire organization uh, in uh, advancing new concepts new ideas uh, for that have been then uh, taken by 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 others to progress more in the in this uh, area in the the best interest of children of course we are we are now celebrating uh, this uh, 30 years uh, uh, this tri triple anniversary and uh, and so we are organizing a lot of uh, uh, activities film festival in october a big conference leading minds conference on mental health in november on the 20th of november we will celebrate the world's world's children's day and so and so on but uh, it's a big it's a big year, and uh, this is uh, the year where we are starting to look ahead the next 30 years as well. And uh, when, right, uh, when we prepared for this podcast, we all three thought that uh, we will be uh, where we started, not just because we look uh, back, but because we look forward. When we started, uh, the very during the very early days, uh, um, there was uh, the first advisory board uh, which met here, uh, and uh, Jim Grant was was here as a chair, and uh, that uh, advisory board prepared a very uh, important document that was called the Seven C's, and we think that this C's remain still uh, the basic principles uh, that uh, uh, are still valid. I, I, I'm right. Yeah. And I'm reading uh, very briefly what they mean. So the very first C stays for children. But in addition to that, we have competence, concentration, cooperation, comparative advantage, convergence, capacity building and conclusions. So the, I think that all these concepts still remain the core principles of the, what this center should look at in the next 30 years. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. And, and yeah, as we revisit the incredible history of this place, I can't help but note that a lot of what we set out to do in our ambitious agendas for the office are, are things that we have a history of doing already. And that I hope we continue to do that. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kathleen. Thank you very much.
and I um, hope to follow up with this soon. I think this was fun. For those of us following our triple anniversary year, we just celebrated World Children's Day on November 20th. And we also, as mentioned in this podcast, in the last month have put on two extraordinary events, the Leading Minds Conference for Children and Young People on Mental Health, which has its own website, leading-minds.co, as well as our inaugural film festival on the theme of childhood, collecting beautiful narratives of childhood, children growing up all over the world at the end of October, and our website for that is uiff.org. So you can check out all of the films and then the great content that we uh, shared with our Leading Minds experts on mental health at those websites. And then as always, our website uh, sharing our research with the world, as well as our uh, summary publication that just came out, 30 Years of Research for Children for Every Child Answers is now available on our website as well. So you can check that out at unicef-irc.org. And again, we're on all social media platforms at UNICEF Innocenti. Thank you, and see you next time.